0: Today's Mesilah Yisharim was dedicated Lilun Nishmat Shelomo ben Mahluf and Rabbi Victor ben Yisrael Hakoyen. Then the Shamot should have an aliyah and the Zechut of the Limura Torah and the Tzedakah. Yesterday's Mesilah uh, Yisharim, there was some technical difficulty with the recording, so it wasn't posted. I'm gonna go over just two main points before we go on that we said yesterday. Of course, the person who dedicated the uh, shiul yesterday, we will do another day for that person, even though the shiul was actually done for that person. Okay, so now, <clears throat> we brought down a chazal yesterday, that was the paragraph, that uh, it says, Le'olam adam arum bi'ra. A person has to be shrewd and smart and have strategy when it comes to Yirat shamayim. And we explained that point, is that being that Yirat shamayim is not something that comes to us naturally. Although the emotions of awe and Yira and Kovid and Hachno And busha, those are all emotions that the human being has. But to direct those emotions towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to feel his presence is something that doesn't come naturally. Therefore, one has to use strategy and work and constant battle. There's a constant battle. That's a daily battle with this struggle, since his senses only senses the tangible world, for him to be able to not get stuck in the tangibility of the world, and be able to bring HaKadosh Baruch to the world, is a work. It's a constant work. And the way the Mishra Yisharim taught us how to do it, was by using the tangible world as a point of reference, as a marshal to understand... How to feel Hashem in this world. For example, he said that Rab Nachman, in order to honor the Shabbat, he would imagine as if Rab Ami and Rab Asi were coming to his house for Shabbat. So he used the tangible world as a vehicle to be able to feel this unbelievable honor of having Shabbat come to his house. So instead of the world serving as a barrier, the world actually served as the way to see. So this is a very deep point. We say in the in the um, pasuk says, eheze Eloha." From my body, I see Hashem. That means that since our neshama, which is the part of us, that actually could perceive spirituality, being that the neshama is entrapped in a body, the only way the neshama has access to spirituality is through the body. It's a very deep point. It's not that the pshada is that the body is a barrier, and therefore you have to try to overcome the barrier of the body. You actually use the body, to be the mebisari eheze eloha, like the Meshachach says, ehizei is like a lotion of a microscope, something that makes it bigger. That means you actually need the body, you need the physical world to be able to access this understanding and we have to use the emotions that are connected with the physical body in you know, order to be able to see things. So this is what it means in the Masil Sesharim's explanation of Chazal, the Adam is to do those type of things. So that was a big Yisoid, ah, Ezra here. That was a big, big Yisoid that we said yesterday. The second massive Yisoid that we said yesterday that needs to be expounded on and thought about and it needs a lot of contemplation is That being that life can be very... Have a lot of struggles in life. In HaVoyed HaShem. Okay? First of all, HaVoyed HaShem puts upon us a lot of demands. We need to get up early. We need to daven every day with a minyan. We have to stop our work in the middle of the day and go to daven mincho. We have all kinds of halachot. We have all kinds of dinim. Right? And the daily struggles of Avodos Hashem. Constant daily struggles of Avodos Hashem. Whether it's in Ben Adam Havero, Ben Adam Makom, Constant, constant struggles. We live in a world that's full of struggles and distractions and taivas And we have to always exercise self-control. We have constantly the battle of self-control. There are people that do things against us and we want to have natural reaction of hatred and taking revenge and holding grudges and speaking and Hara. And we have to override our tendencies constantly. In business, we have to override our tendencies to come to moment. So we're living constantly in avoida. That's life, avoida, constantly. And sometimes people feel a certain negativity towards life why does it have to be so difficult why does the struggles have to be so so hard why can't Hashem just make life easy for me you know so you kind of lose the value and the appreciation for Avodah so the loshen that the Masil Lachim used was as follows V'kevan shehu yitbarach V'tuvu Hagadol Im kol Shifloten Hu Ratsa Ba'anvatoh Lahalok l'anu Kavod V'limsor l'anu D'vrei Kiddushato So the Messiah use terminologies which is unbelievable the definition and the root of all service of Hashem comes from number one, Hashem's kindness. Tremendous kindness. Means what's the root to all voidah? Is that Hashem did tremendous kindness with us despite the fact that we are a lowly human being, a body, physical body, right, with physical tendencies. He still gave us a thing called avodah, access to spirituality, access to aboveness, connection with a rabbi love. That's a big gift, even though we're not deserving of that gift. And what do you say? Ratsa be'anvato, his humility, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu associates himself with us, the fact that he gives us opportunity to be involved, in the running of the world. The fact that he allows his name to be put and placed on us is a tremendous display of humility from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the third thing he said, and this is I think the most important in a certain way in today's generation, Lahluk lanu kavod. When you get up in the morning, okay, as a Jewish religious man, and Hashem gave you back in the in the morning, you have to feel that Hashem has a respect for you. He believes in you. He's dependent on you. He's machabaji. He gives you a piece of his world to run through you. That means every single person's davening in the morning affects Something different than someone else in the world. Every time you have an opportunity to get angry at somebody and you exercise self-control and you act in a godly way, so you become a source of Kiddush Hashem, that means Hashem's honor is dependent on your behavior. That means how the world will perceive Hashem is dependent on your behavior. What tikkunim happens in the world is dependent on your behavior. That means he gave you a very important mission. It means he respects you, kovet. So, if a person looks at life through the eyes of what the Mesilas Hashem is saying, that this, all the service of Hashem that we do, whether it's the halachas and shulchan Aruch, or whether it's the behaviors of Ben Adam B'chaverah, or the struggles of Shalom Bayas, or all these kind of things, we have to know is the manifestation of the kindness the humility, and the honor that Hashem bestows on the person personally. So that creates a totally different attitude and approach to this Hashem. Which gives the person a tremendous chizuk to make the work. Because if you look at it, as difficult, as hard, you just don't want to get punished. You just don't want to get hurt from Hashem and go to Gehenna or have a hard life. So that's a very, very uncomfortable way to live life. I don't really want to do all this stuff. I'm not really interested in all this stuff. But what am I going to do? I am forced because I don't want to get punished. It's not such a fun way to live life. But if you look at life as opportunities, great opportunities, and you look at it as if Hashem invested in you, And He gave you and He honored you with the opportunity to be tested and to bring out the the godliness that you have in you, which He gave you, Betoiv. And you have tools to make a relationship with Him. And you have abilities through all the difficult barriers that there are in the world that stand between you and Hashem. You're able to develop a relationship. You're able to invest in a relationship And then you come to have a true deep relationship because you worked and you invested in it. So then your life becomes a life of simcha. It becomes a life of happiness. It becomes a life of achievement. It becomes a life that's meaningful. It's a whole different attitude to life. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's difficult. But if you're achieving something and you know that Hashem is believing in you and honoring you with the opportunity to achieve this great achievement, then that's something that's very rewarding and very fulfilling. And that brings a person true simcha. And that actually brings a person to true development of Torah self-esteem. When you believe that you have kachis. And the reason, where does this kochis stem from? The kochis stem from yotzelem HaMalikim. Because if you have a godly power within you, you can achieve things that human beings cannot. And the things that you achieve are forever. They're nitzchis. So they're real achievements. As opposed to if somebody builds something in a materialistic way, ultimately that thing will come to an end. Everything materialistic at some point or another falls apart. So it's not a true achievement. This is an achievement that lasts forever and ever. It's forever. It's nitzchi. So you have that opportunity to make such achievements. That's chesed Hashem did with you. Why does Hashem have to do that with you? Who are you? That's the sh- display of anivus. Kaviyochu boruchu. So we can learn from that. Hashem showed us certain behaviors, so to speak, certain anhogas. For what reason did He reveal those anhogas to us? He revealed those anhogas to us because He wants to include us and incorporate us in His kingdom and to develop a connection with us. So this is a key point in Avodos Hashem that needs to be constantly reiterated and brought into us. Because if a guy says, listen, first that it, oh, it's so hard. What am I going to do? I have to do it. I'm obligated to do it. So it's pulling teeth to live life that way. You are obligated. And that's the background of Avodah. Yes, you are obligated. But the ultimate goal is through the obligation to come to the realization that the entire purpose of learning Torah is not, Hashem doesn't need it, it's not for Him. He gave it to you as an opportunity. That's a chesed. That's anivus. But I think the key point is also to remember COVID. We are Mizalzel the way we are today, we are Mizalzel, what a Ben-Odom is, what a human being is. That's why we don't treat people with respect, and we don't treat ourselves with respect. We don't act as if we are the children of a king. We don't act that way. Because that means that we're mesalzel in our own value. There's a sefer called Shara avoida It's Miyuchas to Rabbeinu Yerina. I'm not 100% sure that it's Rabbeinu Yerina, But it's Miyuchas to Rabbeinu Yerina. It came out a few years ago. They reprinted it. There's, there's, there's Pirushim on it. Shara Avoida it's called. And Rabbi Nehemi writes that the first Pesach, the first opening, the first gate of Avoida is to know your value. And he was not a therapist and he didn't live in 2023. And he says that the first Pesach in Avoida is to know your value. You have to know who you come from, who's your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, Ad Avraham Avinu. You have to know what family you belong to. You belong to royalty. So if you belong to royalty and you understand your value and you understand that Hashem chose you and Hashem believes in you and when you get your Neshama back in the morning you have to know that Hashem is investing in another day with you then you will be careful not to sin. Then you will be careful not to lose your badge of honor. And you'll understand that the whole work of the Yed Zahara is to tell you you're a nobody. And you're just a plain old cow who happens to walk on two feet. V'zehu. You're just another animal in the animal kingdom. You understand? This is a very, very, very big thing in Avoida. You have to know your value. You say, who am I? What's my tefillah going to do? You know what I'm saying? Who am I? What's my amelus beturah going to do? Who am I? I'm not the great Godel and tzaddik that the whole world stands on my shoulder, you know? No, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. Because there is attributed to you a certain amount in the creation that you have to achieve it. And nobody can do that. No one else. You're an important ambassador of Hashem in the world. Finish. Zehu. Nigmar haesek. You understand? So if you walked around feeling that way, then you will understand that your struggles are important to Hashem. You'll understand that your amelus is important to Hashem. And all the things you do are important to Hashem. That's a very important thing. Yes, Josh, you look like you have something on your mind. Du bist docha generale. Du bist Very good. Josh, very well. Train... <laughs> okay? I don't know if the Sephardic oiler will be happy that in he teaches Yiddish, you know? <laughs> what does that mean? Dubizdocha General is a story that I said over in Yeshiva once <laughs> or twice that Josh is reminding me of It's it a story with Yaakov Galinsky. Yaakov Galinsky was taken to uh, Siberia. Okay? And um, he was in jail. And in his jail, there was a Polish man in his cell. And he noticed that in the middle of the night, like two, three o'clock in the morning, he would get up out of bed and he would do something strange ritual. And basically he would like, he wasn't sure 100% what he was doing, but he basically saw him doing some ritual and he asked the guy, like, what are you doing in the middle of the night? So the guy didn't want to tell him back and forth, he said, listen, I don't care about the Russians, I don't care about the Polish, I'm Jewish, you know, I'm not involved in your in your fight, you know, it's none of my business, so I'm not going to snitch on you or anything, you know, I don't really care, I just want to know what you're doing. So basically he said that he was a general in the Polish army, and the Russians were trying to destroy him and break his insides. And they basically spit at him and kicked him around and called him an animal. And a, you know they try to break a person. That was their their interrogations. They wanted to break this whole metzias. So what happened? Happens to be that he was able to sneak with him his uh, like a badge or something of honor, his stripes, whatever they are. And he has a small piece of glass, like a piece of mirror. And middle of the night. He puts on his badge, whatever that thing is. He takes the mirror through the reflection of the moon. He could see himself. And he salutes to himself in the mirror. And he says to him, remember, you're a general. Never forget. No matter what they tell you, no matter what they do to you, remember, you're a general. In Yiddish, that means, remember, you're a general. Right? So therefore he's able to retain his self-esteem, his atzim, you say. He doesn't crack or break under the pressure. So Jakob Galinsky said that this is a tremendous musr he got from this. The world is trying to tell you that you're just a regular animal in the animal kingdom. You're just a sophisticated animal. You're no different than any other American. There's nothing special about you. You're not belong to this royal family. Called Klal Yisrael, Right? And all the time you have to remind yourself to Bezdoch HaGenagal. That was the Biachim Galinsky's, uh, daher that he pulled out from this story. So that's the way, that's what the Messiah Sishon is saying over here. We have to remember, this is the point of Avoidah. When this is the point of Avoid a person tries to protect. You protect the Tselem al Hashem gave you. Hashem gave you royalty. You have to protect it. You understand? That's the idea. So now we're about to start. We only have a couple of minutes. We're about to start um, this paragraph that we got up to. Uh, it's called Ubechlal Hayira Od Kevod torah VeLomdeha. You see that inside Ubechlal part of Yirah. <clears throat> which the Messias told us yesterday, we read that he's talking about Yiras Roimavus, not Yiras Oynish, right? To to, to to be in awe of Hashem. So in awe of Hashem means, it creates by us something that we see that it's above and not reachable. It's a very deep thing. Yira, Yiras Roimavus is the feeling that there's something above that's not reachable for us. We can only be in awe of it. Hashem is above. As close as we can get to Him, He's above. Right? So that year and that covet and that hachno, and that feeling of busha before it is not only to Hashem, it's also to talmideh hachamim. Well, this is a big schmuz, because you, show, you see from here that Talmidei Chachomim is the closest representation of Hashem in the world. The tachos of learning is to make that Talmidei chacham so dovok by that he is, just like you have to be in awe of Hashem, you have to be in awe of the Talmud Chachom. Just like you have to give a covet to and covet to your tefillin, you have to give a covet to a Talmud chacham. And to Seferim, not only to the chachamim, but even to the books, Kavchaim, to the rabbis who learn the books. That's the Gemara. And you stand up for a Sefer Torah, you don't stand up for a rabbi. Right? He's the living Sefer Torah. So as we say, This was something that was always a big avoider by the Gedole Torah. Always big. Mayor Hirschluth used to talk about how Rabbi Aaron's covered at Torah. He didn't speak about Rabbi Aaron's big accomplishments with Torah because that could come from other things where you feel that Torah is going to be extinct in the world and you realize it's a big emergency, you got to step up to the plate. But he spoke about Rabbi Aaron's covered at Torah where he was very mackered about some of the things that we're going to learn over here in the field of Torah, that the book should be in the proper order and it shouldn't be turned over. And all these little things... They have to be very, very machped on them. The Marshal, we know the stipler, was very, very machped on kavod Torah. And just to give you like an example, okay, he felt that let's say you went to the the, the, the shelf to take a safer, yeah. and by accident you took the wrong safer. He felt that it was not kavod Torah if you put it back in. You took the book, you put it back in, so you would sit down and read the wrong book first. After you gave proper honor to the book, you put it back in the shelf. That's Kavratar. Understand? So, also, the stipend, when he put out a safe for Bechas Peretz and Chaya Oilam, so, originally, he was only gonna charge, you do not wanna make money on it, the point of Torah has to give it out. He was only gonna charge the very small cost just to cover the cost of the, the book printing. Not profit. But then he decided that it's not covered at Torah if you sell a book for $2 or $3. People should spend money on Torah. So, But he didn't want to make money either. So how did he deal with the dilemma? He charged the price that you should charge for a book of Torah. But he took the extra money and he put it in tzedakah. So he didn't take money. The money went in tzedakah. But he felt it's not covered at Torah if you're going to sell a book for $5. So that's... Something that we see on hogger from Great Gedolom, okay? We have to stop here for today. <coughs>